Welcome to this week's Herald Express Devon Live Talker United Yellow Army podcast with Guy and David. Uh, we're going to start this week, David, with a little bit of a musical interlude. Ooh, uh. Now, some of some of our listeners may have already read about this on the um, the Devon Live website, but the, a gentleman in Norway called Rua Loven, and I hope I pronounced his name right for reasons which I'll explain in a few minutes. Norwegian girls? Uh, no, no, he's he's written a song about Torquay right. because he and his friends were playing championship manager on their computers. They decided to adopt a lower league team from some other country to follow through. And, and we've probably won the Champions League on championship manager now. But he was moved to write a song about Torquay United. And I think we should play it. It's rather lovely, isn't it? (laughs) It's the home place in our town. Can you feel the love tonight? When the team is shine so bright, we will never play with fear. We don't care. Torquay, we are the girls for Torbay. Torquay, the home place to stay. Torquay, we are the girls for Torbay. So that's Royal Loven's football song. Wow. (laughs) If he's listening to this, and I hope he is, because I'm going to send him a link. Lovely song. Thank you very much for doing it. There's that Union Kane goal against Argyle in his video. Yeah. He describes it the lovely Plainmore ground, yeah, which well, is which is absolutely nice. Absolutely right. And before we rip him for not pronouncing Torquay properly, <laughs> how many Norwegian seaside towns could we uh, yeah, could we pronounce properly? Yeah, quite so, right. uh, yeah, zero. Yeah. So well, good stuff. Well. The Torquay football song, you'll find it on YouTube, you'll find it on Devon Live on yep. this very website uh, where you are right at the moment. Uh, and great, I, I'm not even sure if I've pronounced his name right. It's spelt Roar, Roar Loven. I'll bet that's not far off. I I'll bet, bet that's not far off. What a great effort. But thank you very much. We love the song. Yep. I gather it's going to be played at Plainmore before the Welling game <laughs> on December the 8th. It's gonna, I, they could be singing that on the pop side before we know it. Um, yeah, we, we've had this conversation before, <laughs> haven't we, about possible, you know, club songs and and the need for for United fans to to get something, you know, to go with Yellow Army and, and yeah. one or two of the others. And you pointed out quite rightly that uh, the away fans are far more inventive in that. When talking um, travel, that away, yeah, yeah, they uh, have the, more of the a repertoire. Really. Are. They, they yeah. have more of a repertoire and. Um, uh, but uh, more power to his elbow. <laughs> yeah, well, there of course, United have, 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 there is a history of United support in Norway, as uh, as, yeah. uh, as many people will know, uh, absolutely, and Holland as well. Um, uh, uh, really committed, passionate support. They used to come over at least once a season, Yeah, a group of them. Um, whether Ruhr is... Has had any connection with that at all? I don't know. Probably not. He might like to come over with the Norwegian well, girls. They have, they, now, they have a good they? time when they come oh, over, don't, don't they? they? Don't, yeah. don't they frequent the Crown and Scepter? They do, and they, yeah. they, they, they're, they're a fantastic bunch. Really good, uh, proper supporters. 
Um, and uh, and of course, well, our, that's, a, that's a cracker. And our own colleague um, Richard Hughes did also write a very uh, a very catchy Talk United song in one of his uh, one of his band incarnations. He's a bit of a musician. He is. And there is a very, very good Talk United song which he's written, but uh, I like that, and yeah. I like the fact that he did it. Yeah, and um, yeah, fair play. And I hope Torquay are winning the Champions League on your Championship Manager game if you're listening. Yeah, nice one. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Well done. So we're here on on Thanksgiving Day. Our friends over in America. We do have listeners over in the states. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys over there. Um, they'll be eating and drinking far too much, watching a lot of NFL, and. Uh, Probably regretting it slightly tomorrow morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's. I don't think people in this country realise quite how big Thanksgiving is mm. over there, isn't it? And uh, um, it's certainly sort of almost on a par with Christmas, isn't it? And uh, and especially with the the two falling so close together. It is. Okay, on to the football. Uh, two four one wins in the last two home games have made us have given us a great sense of well being, haven't they? Really? Yeah. Uh, the four one win over Concord Rangers on Saturday. Obviously, we were able to. The last podcast was podcast was ref, reflecting in the warm glow of the win over St Albans Albans, City, yeah. and, and uh, old misery guts here was sitting here thinking Concord would be a lot tougher than beware that, this lot. Beware said. This I told lot anybody did. who would listen know, before Saturday's and, game. And, Dave uh, says beware yeah, this lot. Yeah, and uh, what happens? <laughs> we, it took them six minutes to score against St Albans City and seventy seconds <laughs> yeah. to score against uh, Concord, and they didn't stop there. But I mean, we we may have been right to beware them if Torquay hadn't got off off to such a fantastic start. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I just you know you in the build up to these games, and I'm sure supporters do as well. Uh, uh, you know, you look at what they've got, who they've got, yeah. what sort of form are they in, etc., etc. And I looked through, as I'm sure other people did, the, the, that Concord team and thought, wow, there's a few old heads in there. Yeah. Um, a few miles on the clock. Maybe I should have paid more attention to that <laughs> than just the years of experience. Um, uh, and then when, of course, um, Sammy Moore, the Concord Rangers, added Conor Essam, who, who is yeah. a, a very, very experienced, solid defender at National League level, let alone he's dropping down to this. Mm. Um, he, he's, his CV is all higher. Well, then, same with Jack Midson as well. And Midson as yeah. well. Midson was obviously already there, and people like Sean Clahesse, Lee Mintzel... Uh, Danny Green, you know, they were just uh, Sam yeah. Besant in goal. They were just packed with people who, who you know, know their way around. And um, United just blew them away with with, uh-huh. with, with with this, as we keep coming back to it, this this extraordinarily young attack. I mean, the whole team's young, but but, yeah. but nowhere more than in attack. Um, Talkie just ripped into them from the, well. If you watch the highlights, I mean, they, they're they on YouTube, they're on the Talk United website, and whoever's edited them has gone straight from the kickoff. There's no point in editing out anything no. between kickoff and goal. No, at this point, I must hold my hand up and apologise to Jakob Sokolik, who I bumped into in the bar before the game. He's sadly, you mm. know, in his latest injury, which has is, is really, you know, ruined his season so far. Walked up to him, said hi. Um, he said, oh, what do you think? And I, oh, a hard game today, Jakob Hart. No, 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 no problems. Don't worry. We'll win four. We'll, we'll win yeah. four. And I said, I looked at him and I said, you must be joking. You know, you know. I'll see you afterwards and we'll see he's right. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to see him since. Oh, you but, will. Yeah. Jakob, <laughs> yeah. you were right. I was wrong. He knew what was going to happen. 
Um, I mean, it does help if if a free kick works quite as well as that right. that, that one did in the second minute. It was beautiful. I mean, if, if any of the listeners haven't seen the goal yet, it was a free kick routine involving Conor Lemon Hay Evans. It was a foul 25 yards out, yeah. I suppose. It was kind of in shooting range, so it there was, was a war. It was in shooting range, and I think we if, we if we thought it, I'm sure everybody else thought it, um, uh, uh, I th- in fact, I imagine that the only people who didn't think it were uh, the United bench, the 11 United players on the pitch, and that was probably about it. Yeah. Um, everybody expected uh, Lemon Heavens either to have a shot, which was definitely on, yeah. um, uh, uh, or just chip it into the box and hope that Niate or Kyle Cameron or somebody yeah. like that could get on the end of it. But what happened was it was a, a short pass to Jake short Andrews. Square pass, yeah, across yeah, the face of the area. Who came out from behind a couple of uh, yeah. attackers. He'd been hiding in there. Yeah. He played the ball through to Seiko Jane. Yeah. Uh, Jane took a touch, yeah. should we say? Um, got... <laughs> Not the best touch <laughs> in the world, which I'm sure Seiko would admit uh, if he was sitting here with us. But when you're playing as well as he is at the moment, yeah. you make your own luck, don't you? Quite. It came back off the keeper. Yeah. He slotted it in 70 seconds, um, probably our quickest goal of the season. Uh, I think I yes. can't remember a faster no, been, one than that. Been, there had been one or two, but, but not as quick as that, no. And from that moment onwards, Torquay were just in charge, weren't they, for the rest of the afternoon? They're, they're, they are playing at the moment, and and we'll get on to you know, what Gary Johnson was describing as, as I think it was storms or icebergs that yeah. might lurk yeah. around the corner in a little while. But they're playing with such a... a, a, a uh, this tempo, pace, confidence. I know this is the great C word, isn't it? As long as you know, yeah. almost as if you could stick it in a bottle and sell it, which you can't. But they're playing with all those things at the moment. They they are. This is what happens when you start scoring goals in yeah. the amounts that United have been scoring them yeah. and are scoring them. I mean, we're talking about. I think. Uh, Gary Johnson has been in charge for what seventeen games now. I think it's seventeen games. Maybe a little bit. Uh, no, maybe it's nine, less nine league yeah. games and, and the cup four games. FA cup. Yeah. Sorry, 13 yeah. games. Yeah. What I'm talking about. That's right. 13 games. And I think they've scored 37 goals in that yeah. time. And four fours yeah. in amongst that, haven't they? Uh, and, yeah. and so they just, you know, and there have been times in the past when, uh, um, you know, you do have to factor in the level that United are at. This isn't League Two or League mm. One where, uh, you know, we all hope that United will be be once more in, in the not too distant future but they're just they I'm sure the United players are just expecting to score goals and yeah. we've touched on that in the past with Jamie Reid you know I'm, I'm convinced that Jamie Reid used to be in a place where he ran out hoping to score yeah you're looking at a guy that expects to score now and he Indeed. And, and, and when forwards get that in them and let's face it because they're pros they're out there for a reason they have they have this talent they have this ability to to deliver, even though many of them are still quite young, but there's nothing like running onto a football pitch confident in the knowledge that you're going to score. Whether yeah. you know, and, and even if you don't, it's games before you start worrying about it. Mm. You know, if, yeah. you don't, if you don't score, but at, uh, and Seiko Jane is 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 uh, getting the goals now, which funnily enough, <laughs> I think some of his early performances deserved. He didn't yeah. get an awful lot of luck to start with. Um, there, there was a. He was remember, getting on the end of things. He was. There was a blazing yeah. miss. I remember at Brightling City in the cup, and you know when he he must have stood there. Well, I know he it looked as if he did with his head down, thinking, "When am I going to get one here?" You know. Yeah. Um, well, they're going in now. 
The, the second one, I think, was probably the pick of them for him. I mean, it was a lovely chip into the box by Jake Andrews yeah. and a volleyed finish by Janney uh, that well, looks looks even better on the it does the video. But the pass from Andrews, yeah. yeah. I mean, he he he. This guy is a class act. Yes, he's twenty one years old. Uh, he's playing alongside a, a, a teammate and a great mate in Connor Lemon Hay Evans. Um, they complement each other. Completely. Yeah. Uh, uh, Lemonhay Evans is all energy, um, aggression in a in a football way. He does love to run with the ball as well, doesn't he, Connor? <laughs> he he, he yeah. does. Uh, and Andrews alongside him is the guy with his head up. Yeah. Seeing the picture, uh, a beautiful passer of the ball. Um, uh, He's a player that we're going to hear about we are. for years to come, we wherever are. he ends Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I'm. I'm if, if you watch him for five or ten minutes of games, I know you shouldn't do that because you might miss something else, but if you just keep an eye on him for five or ten minutes and watch him talking to people, yeah, especially Lemonhead Evans, who's his friend, and they've played a lot of football together, yeah, um, uh, he's, just, he's just got that kind of, you know, give it to me, give it to me, you know, and, and he has that, this ability to oil the wheels of yeah. the machine. Uh, and and the the part and his his ability to see a pass and then deliver it is is well I haven't seen that in a young player in mm. a young midfield player since maybe Unan Unan O'Kane and the second and and the pass for the second goal is is a peach to see that little gap that he could get it into yeah uh, it was a chip over defenders. Uh, a top top quality yeah. and and as you say a terrific first touch on his thigh bang goal from Jamie that yeah. that was that that must have given the two of them huge huge pleasure and the third one was all about being in the right place at the right time wasn't it it was a low cross yeah. came in from uh, the right uh, ben winter uh, yeah. um, uh, who, who again played well last last saturday uh, his first flop first sh- uh, cross was blocked but yeah. he had the sort of presence of mind not to give up on it and then chip the next one in and, and Janney was exactly where you want your striker to be coming across the defender at the near post thank you very much uh, and gets there first made it look easier than yeah. it was didn't it? Yeah. just to go back to the first one for a moment oh, yeah. back to the free kick back routine to the free kick. Um, yeah. wait, do we know whose free kick routine that was? Gary Johnson's it was Gary Johnson's yeah. free kick because it, it occurred to me I wonder who comes up with these. Do the players arrive at training and say, "Look, you know, why don't we try this? Why don't we try that?" Or does it come from the manager, or does it vary? But that one came from the manager. I think when you've got good players, good players, yeah. they come up with ideas like this. But in this particular case, uh, I, I've, in my imagination, I think Gary Johnson's got two black books. Yeah. One is full of his contacts and the players that he and his brother Peter are having a look at, and the other is his free kicks. The Gary Johnson playbook. (laughs) The Gary Johnson playbook. (laughs) And as he did say afterwards, he said he hadn't tried that one for a while. Yeah. The problem with these free kicks is that so many people are watching matches now, including scouts and things like that, is that when you pull one out and it works like that, uh, you have to set it aside for a month or two so everybody's forgotten about it. Um, uh, And. He's got a few more where that came from, um, and uh, but of course it's one thing having these free kick routines and corner routines. You've got to have the blokes to, yeah. who can deliver yeah. it. And we've all seen so many of those where you sit there and go, "Oh, there's one from the training ground." When yeah. it ends up going over the back of the um, the mini stand or yes, something like that. There you go. But uh, um, no, that one worked to yeah. work really well. Uh, but as Gary was saying, he said, "Well, I have to forget about it for a while now because yeah. no one will fall for it for again." Every, the next the next team we play. Uh, yeah. um, uh, certainly in our league, 
um, will have made a note of yeah, that. I've seen that and, one. Uh, you know, hopefully. Again, of course, it's one thing knowing about this in advance. It's another having, again, look, the guys on the pitch kick the ball, not 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 the coaching staff. Yeah. Uh, and and you know both attacking wise and defensively, you have to have blokes that yeah. a can make it work and b stop it. Um, yeah. It was a it was a beauty that, and we've seen it. You only have to see Halley's comet once, Dave, we, <laughs> and we've seen it now, haven't yeah. we? So, so uh, no, that was a good, that was a good one. But uh, um, no, he's got a few more. Well, yeah. of course, you know he's 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 been in management and coaching for thirty yeah. years, and. Um, uh, I, I think that's why when we all get misty-eyed, don't we, when we think back to Leroy Rossini's team with Russell and Fowler yeah. and all that. That was the last team that I can remember where um, the players themselves came up with free-kick routines and, yeah. and that they thought would work. They, they actually didn't pull too many clever ones out because it was almost like they were so concentrated on making the rest of the game work that, that and they, that they, but I know that they used to go on the training ground, especially after sessions had finished and say, right, let's get a few of us together and see if this works. Um, yeah. Because of course it's, it's never a question of, oh, by the way, I've got this idea. You go there, you go there, you go there, duh, 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 almost like on a blackboard. Mm. That's one thing. You have to take it out onto the training ground yeah. and think, right now, what do the opposition do in this circumstance? Have we taken it completely by surprise? What happens if? What happens if? So they have to go through all of that. Yeah. So, you know, or else you end up looking very stupid indeed. They do, they when, do look um, awful when they go wrong. When they, they go they? wrong. So yeah. you, you have to have it really nailed down. And usually the secret to free kick and set piece routines is complete simplicity. Yeah. You don't get a complicated one working very often. You usually have only two passes to get to to to, to make yeah. the thing work. You know that this this sort of fantasy that you can go dink 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 and it ends up in the goal almost like a kind of a well a, a championship manager job. That, yeah. that, that doesn't happen. You you have to have good players who are accurate. Yeah, timing is everything. You know, uh, you and I are, 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 are gridiron fans, American football yeah. fans. And when you realise how much and you watch some of those routes working and you realise that where they're down to seconds and half a second yeah. where, where the man arrives and makes the run across the defender and all that kind of stuff. Well, it's, it's a similar job when you're trying to make a free kick routine work. Oh, well, that, that one was a beaut. We like that. Now... Every week on the podcast at the moment, we're enthusing about the form of Jamie Reid, and we're, yep. going to, we're going to do it again because what a goal he hit in that first half against Concord Rangers! I mean, Seiko Jani Hattrick, yeah, second this season. Jamie Reid's at, at Eastbourne, um, and you would normally think that that would be enough to be going home with, <laughs> and then Jamie Reid comes out with the best of the lot for the fourth goal. It's an absolute um, beauty, isn't it? it? He, yeah. he, uh, thirty-five yards out, I think it's nearly thirty-five yards. Watching yeah. it again. Um, and he's caught it. I mean, players always say, don't they? Oh, they know as soon as it leaves the boot that it's in. Yeah. Well, I'll bet he thought that's not far away. Yeah, <laughs> um, because real, really hit the sweet spot. Didn't it did, it? didn't yeah. it? And 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 it it it. I think did it dip? I, I I mean, it certainly it never looked like it was going over the bar. No. It always looked like it was in with a chance. But it's a combination, isn't it, of pace and elevation. Besant is quite a big keeper, yeah. Um, like his dad, Dave, um, and he, he he was beaten all ends up with it, wasn't he? And um, it, it that combination of, of 
power and timing off yeah. the boot. Um, you know, because all, all the best shots in the world are, are or very few of them are howitzers no. that they are just sweet it's hits timing, aren't they? Yeah. timing but it, it it was a strange couple of seconds there because it almost fooled us didn't it if, if you it had, did when you watch <laughs> the replay it's perfectly clear but at the time it looked as if it was one of those that had hit the bar and bounced down and we, bounced out we definitely thought that thank heavens Rory Keating put the rebound in anyway so it was beyond doubt I didn't see the linesman flag I didn't see the linesman move I thought the linesman was uncertain for a minute I was uncertain for a minute. But and then you look at the replay and there's never any doubt about no, it. it. It actually, I'm, I'm, I still think it, it clipped something under the bottom of the bar yeah. and it flies down into the back of the net and then hits something. It's hit something hard at the back of the net and comes and come back out, out hasn't again. it? Yeah. Um, I mean, probably, we sh we, we, to our great shame, we didn't look at the Concord defenders. Because normally, if a ball hits the underside of the bar and bounces down yeah. and out again, most defenders are turning around saying, no, 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 no. Well, I'd, when you look at them, they, they knew exactly what had happened straight away, and Besson certainly did. Um, and, uh, and you're quite right. I, I assumed in the heat of the moment that the ball had hit the bar down. The linesman had said yes. Yeah. Because there was a... There was a couple of seconds when no one... Well, it, it was quiet for a couple of yeah, seconds because people were trying to sure. work out what had happened. That's right. But um, no, it was a tremendous beauty. strike, wasn't it? And, Candidate um, for goal of the season. Oh, I would have thought so. I yeah. yeah, I'm never quite sure about goal, goals of the season. Uh, um, I'm a bit of a pass-it team man. You like a pass-and-move goal, I, do, I do, yeah. I, I like yeah. But there's nothing quite as dramatic as a, as a player just taking the thing into his own yeah. hands and, and clouting one in like that. And... Um, uh, yeah, I mean, people can argue, and hopefully will do for years to come, whether goals of the season involve three or four uh, uh, um, uh, tremendous passes and then a, 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 a yeah. finishing shot into the net or a great header, um, or, or whether a piece of individual brilliance gets it. Oh, well, you pay your money and you take yeah. your choice, don't you? Plenty to debate. But yeah. um, Reedy is absolutely on form at the moment. Really, really, really playing well. No, he is. And, and especially when he's got that partner. Yeah. He's got... Yeah. It's. I don't think it's a coincidence that the game that didn't work for him or United was the cup tie against Woking. No. Uh, when he ended up a bit isolated up the middle. Yeah. Um, Johnny played a bit wide right that day and I think that Rory Keating played wide left or, or, or Kalala, not quite sure, um, uh, to stop their fullbacks mm. coming. Um, and uh, United can't play that route one no. or simple ball straight up to a, to a lone striker. We haven't got that person up front. And we're much better, I think we look much better with Reed and Jamie together. They can get their mobility yeah. going, um, they can pull defenders about. Um, the the, the uh, receiving role uh, isn't down to one man, and the other point is at the moment with this with this four four two formation that United are playing at the moment, um, all the threat is coming down the wings. Yeah. Uh, or, or you know, in other words, it's not an up to a centre forward lay off and then go again. It, that that isn't that isn't happening. Uh, you've got uh, um, Opie Edwards back now. Um, but we've had Ruri Keating, who I think's made a great fist of playing on the right-hand side while he's been chucked in, because that's obviously yeah. not his natural position. And and Calvin Kalala, uh, um, uh, you know, he, he's um, he seems to be getting better. He is with getting. Every I, game. I think he um, is. Yeah. There, there is yeah. still an element of what's he going to do next about him, but 
uh, for a defender, you wouldn't want him running at you. No. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, he is still raw. He's 20 years old. Um, but I thought it was interesting during the course of his press conference on Saturday, uh, Gary Johnson mentioned both him and Janney. Yeah. And said, look, when they first turned up, quite a few people weren't quite sure hmm. of either of them. But he said, you know, and taking a bit of credit from his thing, he said, I knew what they'd got. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and it's a question of bringing it out. And, and Kalala uh, is, getting, is becoming more effective with each game. Yeah. Um, obviously, you, he can beat people. We know he can beat people. Um, it's just the end product now, isn't it? End product, yeah. end product. And um, that's starting to come. While we're on the subject, you mentioned Route 1. We mentioned last week that we thought Route 1, the phrase Route 1, had come from a, a, a quiz quiz ball TV yes, panel Yes, of course, game. that old... I found one on YouTube. No. I found a quiz no. ball on YouTube in which Arsenal took on Nottingham Forest. Back in the, ooh, 70s? No, Chris, Christmas 1966. No. Not that long. Ago. Christmas '66. David Vine. That's fifty was years the, ago. Yeah, David Vine was in the chair. Oh It was filmed at some town hall. David Vine was always in the chair. <laughs> for, yeah, for, for those sort of things. A De- Devonshire lad as well, wasn't yes. he? David Vine, uh, born yeah. and bred. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Arsenal team: Bertie Mee, the Terry, Terry Neal, a player, and then the manager yeah. later, Ian Ewer, oh, and their half. celebrity fan was Jimmy Young. <laughs> <laughs> Nottingham Forest I can't remember who the players were for Forest they weren't um, players I knew really well but their celebrity fan was Ted Malt <laughs> the, 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 the farming comedian that's the one yeah, yeah. and um, three of the contestants including Ted Malt uh, and at least one of the players were smoking pipes all the way through no how times change yeah, don't they quite, doing quite, that but yeah. No, it's good. I, it's on YouTube. Have a look. And 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 the way the game was played was it not that that you could decide whether to ask a easy question for a simple pass? Yeah, you could or answer. An you easy could question. take three questions to get to goal, and yeah. they'd be reasonably easy questions. Yeah. two questions, and then the opposition had a chance to kind of get That's tackled, it. didn't they, or something like that? But route one was the direct route <laughs> to goal. And it was it was the hardest question. It's it's a real period piece. Do have a look at it. It's on YouTube. Quiz Ball, nineteen sixty six. It's uh, it's well worth Those 20, sort of twenty five minutes look so of your stilted time. Now, don't they? they do. But, but um, uh, and you think that's uh, that's coming back. It comes back to me that people. Yeah, that was that was. But you think that was the way yeah. root root the phrase root one. I'm, came I'm going root one, and the little yeah. the little dots yes, lit across up the screen across, across the, the screen. board. Yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah, all the way to the middle. <laughs> So there you go. We have to be careful. We're going to get onto Sabudio in a minute, aren't we? <laughs> Another day. Yeah. Yeah. So let's look ahead to Saturday. It's the FA Trophy. Yeah. Uh, away to Basingstoke at the Camrose yeah. Stadium, which has some unfortunate memories for recent memories for United. They lost three 0 in the FA Cup three yeah. years ago, but we'll forget that now. The Basingstoke have undergone some changes quite recently, yeah. haven't they? Yeah. They're, they're, they're. It's a great club. It's a real good club, um, uh, which is always going to be sort of between Reading and Southampton stroke Portsmouth. Yeah. Um, but um, uh, good traditions there, great traditions. Um, uh, massive clubhouse, you, you, yeah. no problem yeah. <laughs> housing an awful lot of people in there. Um, and they've had a, a manager for, well, he's been a player for donkey's years, coach and manager called Jason Bristow, 
who has just left recently. Uh, I think they thought that they were really going to be able to stick with him and do something this mm. season. Um, and uh, of course, it's it's quite a well-to-do sort of place, Basingstoke. There's a lot of trade and retail and stuff going on there just off the M3. Yeah. So it's quite well-placed, especially for picking up players at non-league level. Um, and unfortunately for them, Jason Bristow has been lured away to become number two to Ben Strevens at Eastleigh. Yeah. So that's rather sort of thrown them a little bit in the last week or two. And they've brought up a, a, a terrific character called Terry Brown, um, yeah. who some United fans will remember for probably being the man who was most single-handedly responsible for Wimbledon, AFC Wimbledon's rise back up into the Football League. Um uh, and uh, he he was director of football, and now for the second time they've made him manager again. He's sixty six years old. Yeah. Um, obviously, yonks and yonks of experience and know how. Um, so they're now rather sort of picking themselves up from that change. They brought a few players in in the last few weeks, and we'll see uh, what they've got. Yeah. I mean, the FA Trophy is a strange beast, isn't it? We've touched on this before. You know, it's one of those things that you think. I mean, you, you could say that talk, it was a distraction when Torquay got into the final against Ebsfleet. Well, I thought it was. Uh, um, and but it has its merits, though, it, doesn't it, it? It does. If you, I, I, I'm convinced in my own mind, and always have been, that it, that it didn't help that season. No. 2007-8, United's first season down uh, in the old conference. I, I think you have to factor in the fact they also had a half-decent cup run that year, FA yeah. Cup run that yeah. year as well. Um, and uh, as I mentioned in, in the Herald Express this week, I think that season ended up 58 games United had yeah. that season. Um, uh, and the record is 63 un- under Cyril Knowles in 87-88. Yeah. In, in um, uh, and uh, I just remember those last few weeks when United were still, all the shot had finally got away in the league. Yeah. United had chased them all year and then had that sort of great, great match at Playmore against all the shot at home on a Tuesday night in March. Uh, and if United had won that game, I think they would have stood a great chance of winning the championship, but they didn't. Um, uh, all the shot beat them 2 1 with a yeah. very late goal. Um, it's a, it a great match. Um, and that they went into those last few weeks, okay. Well, it looks like the playoffs now. Um, you know, yeah. get ready for that. And then in the background, they had this constant FA trophy of Are we going to Wembley? Are we going to Wembley twice? Um, yeah. Uh, yes, we I, could have gone to Wembley twice in four days or something. Couldn't we? Yeah, yeah. The, it, yeah. Was, it was pretty. You know, and, and you're trying to think, can people really afford to do mm. that if they did yeah. it? And so, uh, and of course everybody's focus was on the league and trying to get this bounce back first time promotion back into the football league with Paul Buckle's first team, Sills, Hargreaves, you know, Nicholson, Dabrowski, all, you know, the the team that everybody loved so much. Um, And uh, uh, I can remember going to York for the second leg of the trophy playoff uh, and getting through there. Yeah. uh, and then, obviously, you're chatting to the players afterwards. I remember how excited Chris Hargreaves was. He'd never played, you know, he promised his son that he was going to, uh, yeah. uh, you know, get him to Wembley, take him to Wembley at least once that season. By the way, his son is now a young pro at Bristol Rovers. Doing pretty well. He's not getting Cameron. Is, yeah. Cameron, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, um, that was all going on. And yet you thought, yeah, OK, 
but hold on a minute, who have we got in the league next week? You know, and it was it was you had to you had to try and sort of get up for the trophy and then park it again, and yeah. get up for it and yeah. park it, and 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 then of course United, you know, obviously got into the playoffs. Who did we play? These two yeah. huge games against Exeter City, um, and we all know what happened in the end in those. And then in the wake of that, you know, I, 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 it's a long time since I've been. Well, of course, obviously, the following season when you went when you went up, but I, I, all of us who were playing more that night when Kevin Hill's volley yeah. went in, yeah, uh, to put United three one up with twenty minutes to go, uh, uh, I, I I still to this day haven't heard playing more as loud as that. Mm. It was almost as if everything, all the frustrations of the last few years, you know, under the the Chris Roberts and the relegation, and were all coming out that we had fight the yeah. club had finally turn this massive corner and not only were we going to win promotion but we were going to do it at the, at the expense of our local rivals and then of course obviously City as history well relates scores three times in the last yeah. 20 minutes and, and that was the end of that and then in the wake of that you know a week later I think it was everybody had to drag themselves up to Wembley for the trophy final and and it was something that almost you did want to go of course you do you, you, and, and you're very silly to get down go down the road of oh no it's too good you know we're too good for that we're not bothered about it that, that, that's that, that's going too far but uh, it, it was a bit of a yeah of a consolation prize and and we went and lost to Ebbsfleet and and the, team, the only goal of the game and the team looked yeah looked flat they looked tired yeah they looked as if they wanted to go on holiday uh, I can remember Paul Kevin Nicholson, who had been picked for the England C squad. Yeah. That after all of that, he had to then go and play for the England C squad on some overseas tour yeah. somewhere, which was the absolute last thing that he probably wanted to do. Um, uh, and uh, so it, it just seemed, mm. did we really need the FA Trophy? And of course, the following season, um, uh, United, they actually beat Rushton and Diamonds 1-0 in, in, a, in a qualifying round tie and, they, and in the first round proper of the trophy they lost 3-0 at, at Southport and I didn't go to that game mm. uh, and saw the result coming through oof, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a something hope nothing too drastic has gone wrong Yeah, but United got out of that they actually had a very good FA Cup run as well that year but inevitably that's over by kind of like February time yeah. even if you get to the fourth round uh, and they were able to concentrate 100% on, on the league and, of course, ended up beating Cambridge at Wembley and winning promotion. And um, In my mind, I've always thought, let's face it, the gates aren't great. No. Uh, it's only when you manage to get through a few rounds and pull FC when you get United, into the last United eight, and Manchester yeah. Yeah. And, and something yeah. like that. Uh, United played, was it Wrexham in the semi-final one year? Um, yeah. Under um, Chris Hargreaves. Um uh, and uh, the prize money isn't great. There's five thousand quid at stake on Saturday. Mm -hmm. uh, United won forty nine thousand from winning for winning three ties this season in the FA Cup. Um, uh, so all of these things feed in. Um, but let's let's put oh, set that aside. Yeah. Let's put that because aside. we're on a roll at the moment. Exactly, it's, and, it's, and uh, yeah. Gary Johnson will be the first to say, uh, and he's already said it privately. Look. He sees this this match on Saturday as part of uh, a, a, an attempt and, and an, an important intention to keep the momentum going. Yeah. To use this match as a, a, for that M word, um, 
and uh, uh, he's also got players coming back from just injury. Say, is, there, is there any word on because the, well, the injured back. players? He's, he's yeah. now 100%. Obviously, he got 15 or 20 minutes on Saturday, last Saturday mm-hmm. against Concord when, not through not trying, but for Puck or by Crook, United couldn't get the ball to him as much as they wanted to. No. Uh, but never mind, he's, he's back and yeah. up and running. Um, uh, Jakob Sokolek is going to be out for a few more weeks uh, with his knee ligament stuff, but I don't think George Essiemann, Ryan Dixon, obviously who was out, who's been out for a fortnight with a concussion issue, uh, and Aza Hall are, about, are that far away now. Because um, uh, Ryan Dixon's absence last Saturday is that that's more a, a protocol thing, absolutely. isn't it? You know, he yeah, he no. may have felt fine, but he was never going to play last Saturday. I think because... he he uh, um, it was quite a bang he took. Yeah. Um, uh, from this. Uh, Rory Keating free kick in yeah. training, um, and I think he, he in the in the wake of it he didn't feel right. No. Uh, even for a day or two afterwards, went to see the doctor. Uh, doctor reassured him, yes, this is the sort of thing that happens when you're concussed. Uh, by the way, uh, you're sitting out for the next ten days. Yeah, uh, and I think probably Ryan Dixon was quite happy to hear him say that. Um, uh, uh, particularly he in the previous game against uh, Woking. Yeah. He probably won more headers. Yeah. Uh, he 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 must have won six or seven. It was almost like, and and he's very good in the air in midfield. So you need to be challenging for the ball yeah. with confidence in those situations. But um, whether he makes it back for this Saturday, I think is is in the balance. Same with Aza Hall. Same with George Essiemann. Yeah. But I think um, in terms of getting the squad back to full strength, yeah, uh, I'd be surprised if all of those definitely weren't back and ready. Uh, by the time United go to Dulwich Hamlet on Saturday week. And with concussions, knowing what we know now that we didn't know years ago, well, you can't quibble about, you know, if somebody says you sit out for 10 days, you sit out for 10 days. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we the, the whole dementia thing yeah. um, has kicked in. There, there, there is evidence that, um, you know, quite a few players, uh, ex-players yeah. um, from years ago may well have been suffering from from issues which, if it wasn't caused by constant heading of the ball, uh, it certainly wasn't helped by it. No. Um, uh, and you just have to keep an eye on these things. It, it was, a, um, you know, when you're out playing football, anybody who's played the game will know uh, um, uh, people knock football, don't they, and compare it to rugby and say, oh, they're much tougher at rugby. Uh, football impact injuries happen um, out of the blue when you yeah. can't protect yourself. Mm. Those are the ones that, that, that hurt you. Uh, and when you go and get to a ball first and head it, and yeah. then take the nut of the, of the guy that's second, yeah. uh, uh, anybody who's ever done it uh, properly knows how much it, how much yeah. it, it, it takes out of you. Um, and, and the same with tackles. You know, yeah. When you're running at high speed with the ball and you're trying to get past people and you've poked it just beyond that last defender and he comes out and takes your legs from underneath you, when you especially if you're, one of them is planted, if the leg he hits is planted, yeah. um, you cannot get up and run around for <laughs> like, like you were. Um, with rugby, don't get me wrong, you and I are in awe of you know, how these people keep going and <coughs> uh, anybody who watched the... The Ireland New Zealand game last weekend is still brutal, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Trying to work out how they managed to, to do it, and and the, the levels of physical effort and bravery and guts that go in is, you know, is yeah. is, is without without challenge. But um, uh, yeah, when you get a proper bang on the head uh, and you can't see it coming, no, uh, um, that's uh, 
any boxer will tell you the same thing. It's it's the punches you don't see coming that that, that, that cause yeah. the damage. Yeah. So Dulwich away follows the Basingstoke game. Yeah, we're not, still not quite sure where we're playing Dulwich. Really? No. Um, uh, uh, they've. After, I hadn't. I hadn't picked up uh, on yeah, that. Yeah. After a long-standing dispute with the owners of Champion Hill. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, all tied up in in myriad property deals and yeah. redevelopment schemes and all this sort of stuff. They were chucked out a little while ago and have been playing at Tooting and Mitcham mm-hmm. since. And they actually got into the playoffs, uh, the National League South playoffs, last at the end of last season, playing at Tooting and Mitcham. Um, uh, but th- thankfully for them, uh, a, a, a new deal has been agreed and they yeah. are about to move back to Champion Hill. Um, but uh, um, they haven't played back there yet. Um, and I know one or two of the London-based fans are trying very hard to, to, to find out yeah. where United, whether by the time United go there on December the 1st, uh, it may well be the first game for Dulwich Hamlet back at back Champion in, yeah. Hill. Now, if that's the case, that will definitely bump the gate up hugely. Yeah, uh, They're yeah. one of those great old London clubs. They've built up a really good following over the last few years. Um, They've had some cup runs as well, haven't they? They have, yeah. And, and gates have obviously been affected by moving to having to move to Tooting, which is about six miles away from, from Champion Hill. Um, uh, and I would have thought that if... The United match, and I'll bet they're looking at this as well, thinking, "Hmm, Dulwich against Torquay United, that could be a good one back at home." Um, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, uh, that that United could end up playing in front of a much bigger crowd at Dulwich, the, uh, at Champion Hill, than they than they would have done at to- a Tooting. Yeah. They would do at Tooting, but we're, there's still no firm word on where that match will be played. And after that, it's on December the eighth. Uh, Torquay are at home to Welling. Yeah. And Welling being one of those teams that you can identify as being the the pack really at the top, aren't I they? I think so. Yeah. Um, uh, I, in in Gary Johnson's mind, um, again, you beware to sort of mind read too much in these situations. Uh, I, I think he feels that um, uh, he he won't be a hundred percent happy until United put away a couple of the what he sees as the title group. So would you say that that's got to include, if it includes Welling, it's also got to include Billericay? Yeah. Woking? Definitely. Um, would you go as far as Bath in yeah. that group? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I know United have beaten Bath at home 1-0. Yeah. Uh, I think they're fourth or fifth at the moment. And presumably you'd put Torquay in, into that group Exactly, now. exactly. Now United have put away, have, dealt with, have beaten Concord now, St Albans who are up there. Wheelstone. Wheelstone yeah. 3-0 away. Uh, and it's just we haven't beaten Woking in two attempts yet we've drawn with Billericay mm-hmm. uh, Chelmsford uh, uh, well they lost at home to Truro last week who by the way haven't they picked up they in pre-season everybody thought Chelmsford were going to be the team and, to and watch and I still think they? I still yeah. think they'll be there uh, Rhys Murphy the ex-United loan striker got sent off in that match and Welling um, Chelmsford played for most of that game with 10 men yeah. but Truro all credit to them they've gone five games unbeaten now um, they've pulled it back from the brink a little oh, bit haven't they I think that they had what um, I think it was seven points yeah. after 12 matches and they're, and they're already out of the, yeah. the, the relegation zone under, so uh, well done to Lee Robinson for turning that around uh, Tyler Harvey young ex-Plymouth striker who's scoring goals up yeah. front um, uh, so uh, yeah I, I still think Chelmsford will be as they say there or thereabouts yeah 
Um, there's one or two others that you, you're not quite sure. Chippenham, who, who everybody expects to kind of, you know, not collapse. They're, they're much too strong for that. But um, uh, to maybe mark time a little bit. They just keep going. They yeah. do, just yeah. when you expect them to run out of steam, they've had a huge amount of injuries, which they're now starting to get back. Um, uh, they're very interestingly up there, the Bath, Chippenham, Western Supermare. Yeah. Um, the tri- uh, the triangle. Uh, triangle yeah. Uh, meet over Christmas and New Year. Do they? Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. For, for United, it's Truro and Gloucester. Yeah. Uh, United have got two games against Truro over uh, uh, Boxing Day and New Year's Day, with Gloucester at home in between. Um, Chippen and Bath and Western Supermare. Um, they're all mixed up. They're the same, all mixed up together yeah. over Christmas. So I think um, that that's going to be very important for them. So Christmas and New Year, what do we know of Truro's movements then? Are we obviously talking are at home to Truro on Boxing, Boxing Day, Day, but people are making their travel arrangements for New Year's Day already. Are we going to be going to Plainmore or are we going to be heading who, for the land of legend? Who knows? Everybody, I think, is probably aware now that Truro have announced their intention to, to, to go get back to Truro you know, at the earliest opportunity. The ground's been inspected. It failed for first inspection. They're doing the necessary work at the moment, and presumably they'll have another inspection. Uh, I, I think they're dealing with some paperwork, um, according to Peter Masters, the chairman, between uh, uh, the ground's owners uh, and the company that were in charge of the proposed redevelopment yeah. um, with Little Supermarket, which isn't now happening. Um, uh, and they want to go back, uh, and it's just a question of when. Um, so, and there is no more word on that at the moment. Would it be more lucrative for them to play against Torquay well, at Truro on New Year's Day in front of, what, 1,500 people maybe? Or play Torquay at Plainmore on New Year's Day in front of what could be 2,500 on New Year's well, Day, couldn't I, it? I, I, I would have thought that as long as United keep ticking over in the next few weeks, as they have been, yeah. uh, um, you'd be looking at Truro at home on Boxing Day. Yeah. Uh, I would have thought at least two and a half, maybe three thousand for that game. Yeah. Um, the return match. <laughs> at Playmore. Yeah. At Playmore. Well, it could you, be the same would, again. It couldn't could it? be the same yeah. again. You've got yeah. Gloucester at home on the intervening yeah. Saturday, um, so that's that would be three home games in quite a short space of yeah. time. Uh, I, I think, and of course, you had that situation at Playmore just recently, where you had Woking St Albans. Uh, Concord, Concord yeah. in the space of a week. Uh, a fantastic turnout in the cup tie against Woking, I thought, considering everybody had to pay no season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. Best part, two and a half thousand for that match. Um, there was, what, 1,500, I think, against St Albans, and then just under 2,000 against Concord last Saturday. So, yeah. uh, in the space of a week, that's pretty good uh, um, for good where support. United are. Yeah. It is, yeah. yes, very solid support. So, you can only see that building up over the next few yeah. weeks. Uh, Welling will be a very important match, uh, as we all know. Um, and Gary Johnson's been talking about icebergs as well, hasn't he? With the way things are going really smoothly at the moment, you know, it's it's let's keep the metaphor going. It's plain sailing at the moment, or it appears <laughs> that way. Yeah, I think I think he's speaking as a manager that's been in the ju- been in this business for an awful long time. Yeah, uh, and Martin Ling used to talk like this. Um, you know, when when United were. 
um, you know, humming along at the uh, at the top of the division and um, uh, chasing Swindon at the time. I yeah. think it was. They beat Swindon. I think at home was that a Boxing Day game at home, one nil. I think uh, it was. Uh, tremendous yeah. match. Yeah. Great atmosphere. And Swindon were up there. And United had Bobby Olesnik in goal. Of course, looked like we were never going to concede a goal. Yeah. Um, uh, and Martin Ling, again, a very experienced manager, always used to keep saying, oh, no, 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 there's a car crash waiting around the next corner. Don't you worry about that. And yeah. it was almost like he'd been in the game so long and had these things happen that, you know, you have to beware of this sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and why wouldn't you? That's a, it's a perfectly sensible attitude to take, isn't it? And, and that's what Gary Johnson was talking about. You never know whether key players are going to get injured. We have got this situation coming up in January when the whole loan yeah. situation will have to be reviewed. We haven't got anybody um, close to suspension at the moment, have uh, we? No, no. Uh, um, uh, and, and But just, uh, you know, you, at this level, yeah. so much can change in such a short period of time, as it can for our yeah. opponents. Um, you know, all the other managers in this league will be looking at, at exactly that. Um, and especially at the clubs which are part-time. Yeah, you know yeah. where it isn't quite as easy to snap your fingers, and I'm not sure. I'm not saying it is easy for Gary Johnson to snap his fingers, but even as we speak, he and Peter, his brother, United's chief scout, are trying to nail down. Mm. Um, I would say probably at least two uh, um, possible signings. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying they're happening this week or next week or whatever, but the people who in Gary Johnson's word, can take us to the next level yeah. or help to take us to the next level and, if United can get up this season, keep them there. Uh, as he said after the game on Saturday, he said, whoever we bring in now, um, I'm, he's, not, he's not interested in a six-month contract to get to the end of this season. Uh, um, he, he's interested in signing someone who will be good enough yeah. to, to, be, to, to go to, into next season. To go into yeah. next season, hopefully, yeah. back in the National League again. Um, and uh, of course, all good transfer signings are always better made from strength and weakness. Yeah, um, you're always better off doing that if you possibly can. Um, it's when you're in trouble that you make bad signings. <laughs> Another couple of very brief things on the agenda today. First of all, our old friend and colleague Ray Tucker, Mr. Stoke Gabriel, yes. FC. Um, has been on Facebook. He has 40 Talker United programmes that somebody's given him uh, and they would like some money to go to charity for them. So if you're interested, find Ray on Facebook. But he's posted up an absolute beauty um, for us to have a look at here. One of the programmes... I recognise that. ...is from the 28th of November, 1970. Uh, it has a fabulous picture of Bill Kitchener on the cover. It's Talker United versus Bristol Rovers. Uh, the old third division. The old third yeah. division. In the Bristol Rovers team are Lindsay Parsons, who came to play for us he did. after and that. Yeah. Frankie Prince, well, of course, yeah. who became a fixture at Plainmore after he'd been at Bristol Rovers. Community trust head. And at number nine, Robin Stubbs. Who had Bristol moved Rovers. from Plainmore to Eastville. But the Torquay United team, which I will go through... Because this uh, this this will tug the heartstrings. It will. I can it tell will. You. What a what a great side this is. Mike Mahoney, who we spoke of last week, number two, Bob Glozier, number three, the our cover star, Bill Kitchener, number four, Mal Lucas. He was yeah. a good player, wasn't he? Was he was a great player. Yeah. Number five, Dick Edwards. Yeah. Six, Alan Young. Seven, Eric Welsh. Eight, Mickey Cave. Eric Welsh, left winger. 
Yeah. Mickey Cave, great yeah. Mickey Cave. The late, great Mickey Cave. Number nine, John Rudge, who had played for Bristol Rovers yes. or would go on to play for Bristol uh, Rovers. Which way round way? I can't remember. Would go on to play would go for, on to play think, for Bristol I Rovers. I think we signed him from Carlisle or Huddersfield, something like that. Not 100% sure, but um, uh, while we speak, I you can have try the and book check there. it. And number 10, Tommy Mitchinson, who well, I think is the only Torquay player to have scored a goal of the month on Match of the Day. Absolutely. Uh, uh, against Luton Town. I yeah, think I think it was. It was. Yeah. Um, Tommy Mitchinson, who for me, uh, him and Alex Russell are the two classic ball. Yeah. I was never lucky enough to see Don Mills play. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, I mean, uh, an absolute class act, both yeah. of them. Um, could see passes when no one else could see them. Could shoot. Yeah. Uh, um, just the mark that you know the conductor of the orchestra uh, type player. Um, John Rudge. Uh, here we go. We signed him from Carlisle, and the, and he then went to Bristol went to Road. Bristol and Road. Yeah. So. And um, number eleven, Cliff Jackson. Well, who died not long ago. Another uh, terrific player. Uh, yeah, lo- a great player, and managed by uh, Alan Brown. Yeah. Um, United that season definitely finished in the top half of the table um, uh, but that 70-71 season was also memorable for the fact that United did the double over Plymouth Argyle um, for the first time yeah. I'm pretty sure uh, and the only time until uh, Martin Ling's team did it with Unan O'Kane with Unan O'Kane scoring who we've um, managed to mention three times for no, for <laughs> for no, no apparent reason, reason in no, this podcast right, yeah uh, re- referee on the day was Mr. Derek Nippard of we Bournemouth. We used to have him quite regularly. And if I look up the attendance for that game, uh, 9,468 at Plainmore. Uh, I think that was the season. It may have been the previous year or those two. I think United averaged 10,000 gates at Plainmore really? um, in one of the, either yeah. of those, those two seasons. Um, sadly, they were relegated the following year. Yeah. Uh, when the team was sold, um, or half of it appeared to be sold to Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, but that's another story. And the but strange no, thing great, is, that great days. You and I would both have been at that game as well. I wasn't. No, I wasn't. No? I was. I was a, a callow trainee uh, a reporter, and I was probably covering some game down in the depths of Cornwall, Nanpian no. or Newquay or, or Port like Leaven yeah. or somewhere like that. I, well, didn't, I, d- I wasn't there that game, no, I, 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 I know. It was a one-all draw, wasn't it? One-all draw. Dick Edwards got the goal. Yeah. I didn't remember that. We had to look that up. Yeah. But I would, have, I would have been 10, so I would almost certainly have been there. Yeah. So, I... Um, no, it was... A, it was a, they, were, they were exciting days, weren't they? Uh, uh, up into the third division on the back of Frank O'Farrell's great um, achievements at Playmore. And <clears throat> for two, three years, they were yeah. serious contenders in, in what's now League One. Uh, before sadly slipping back, but um, uh, you had to, you were lucky in those days if you parked anywhere nearer than St Mary Church. I can remember yeah. when I, on the times where yeah. obviously I've been watching since the mid sixties, but you, 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 we had a I, I found or the people I used to go with. Obviously, I wasn't driving then, or I might have been just starting. I don't know. Um, uh, uh, we used to we, we used to have a favourite parking spot not far from the Crown and Scepter. <laughs> Uh, well, that was handy. Yeah, exactly. No, well, and, and we're perfectly happy to walk. Yeah, it was it, walking from where you park your car to the game was always was all part of the yeah. was part of the excitement of it all. The all, fact that you had to walk for ten minutes yeah. to get to a game. 
Uh, the, you had no chance of parking in Kerry Park or anything or anywhere like that. Well, if you lived in Paynton, you were lucky enough to have a football special bus. Well, and Newton Abbott as well. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the football special bus went from Newton Abbott bus station um, uh, to uh, to Plainmore. Yeah. The trouble with that was it used to leave so fast after the game that you you you, yes. you, you couldn't stay and enjoy it very <laughs> That's much. Right. But um, I remember there you go. pelting down the road. Well, that program would have cost you the princely sum of one shilling. Yeah. It would have had a football league review in the middle of it as That's well. One shilling is that five p? Five p. Money now. Yeah. Football league review and the advert on the back. Top of the thirst division. Plymouth Light Ale. I don't think I ever had <laughs> a bottle of that. No, but, no you couldn't touch that. Could you? No. no. So if you're interested in those programmes, find Ray Tucker on Facebook and I'm sure he'd be delighted to hear from you. Uh, some charity can benefit from uh, our reminiscences and your football programmes. Hopefully. Um, we're going to set another puzzle for next week. Thank you to Julian, who's oh come up goodness. with some great ideas. We'll give you a week to think about a team made up of players, Max and O's. Play Max and Mux. Oh, Mux, yeah, yeah. Managers as well. There are, there are managers you can of choose course. from. Uh, and O's, O apostrophe, O'Brien's, wow, and o, all yeah. that kind of thing. We've mentioned one player three times already that you can uh, <laughs> you stick are. in that you team. And an so we'll deal with and that we've next week. Frank O'Farrell as well. I don't think we, we, have, we, we need to. <laughs> we don't. We uh, everybody will will latch onto that. There one are two other quickly. managers I can think of that would fit in there as well. But Ooh, yes. here we go. Yeah, we, we'll leave that for next week. Yeah. So thank you very much for listening. And to thank us. you also to the people who have fired a few more. Same Christian yeah. names and surnames starting letters at us. How could we forget Reuben Reed and Tyrone Thompson, which yeah. Pete Serkham came out with as well? But. Courtney Cameron uh, oh, yeah. and Addy Aziz as well, but uh, there are slightly less uh, um, uh, obvious ones. Plenty of them out there. Thank you for listening. Uh, I can't let this week's podcast go by without wishing you a happy birthday, David. You have a birthday coming up this weekend. This I'm weekend. far too much of a gentleman to say anything further, but it is quite a significant one. Thank so you very much. Have a very happy birthday. Uh, this has been the Herald Express, Devon Live, Talker United, Yellow Army podcast, another marathon session if you're still with us. Thank you very much for your time. We'll be back next week. And as ever, come, come on, on you yellows. yellows.